How is it? Delicious, actually. Really? Yeah, it's really good. And like I'm surprised at how low calorie it is and still good. And right. I honest and I honestly need it. I'm just, like exhausted oh, no, from the are day. Are you gonna fall asleep in today's episode? No, I mean I'm not gonna... you're always yawning. Yeah, but that's just because your voice is so like comforting, like it's calming. Mm. Like you could do like ASMR. No, I, I see what you mean. I yeah. see what you mean. That's that's how I get. Even though with the report of the week, I enjoy his videos on YouTube. They just can put me to sleep, and I'm not alone. He has people write in about that all the time. How they use it as a sleep aid. Yeah, I mean, like I, there's a podcast called The Empty Bowl where they talk about cereal, and the one of the hosts actually talks about how like. It's an honor to hear that you guys trust us enough to use us as a sleeping podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you trust that we're not going to make very loud noises or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very calming. So I can just I can just imagine the reverse of that where um, they just insert randomly at, like, the 40-minute mark. Ah! I know, right? I mean, this podcast would definitely not work as a sleeping podcast. There's too many random noises. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the Reading My Writings podcast, where we explore the imagination of a younger me. I'm your host, McKay Nielsen. And I'm Jordan Hansen. Yes, he is. <laughs> always Sorry, and will be. You always have to, I don't know, you always follow it up with something and you just run out after 50 episodes. Well, I mean, you? Jordan Hansen's going to say the same. McKay Nielsen might not say the same. That's true. I'm, I'm the one shaking it up. Yeah. Like, well, like a young Zendaya. Wait, why, what? <laughs> Wasn't she in that show called Shake It Up? Maybe. I was talking about changing your last name. What were you talking about? Oh, I thought you were just saying, I, I'm always... You always say, and I'm Jordan Hansen, and then whatever I respond next is always varies. Oh, I mean, that's I true. thought that I, was, I was only half listening, I'm sorry. No, I was trying to say, state that my, my hope still remains that you'll change your last name. Do you know how much pressure and how much... It's like you're losing a, your identity almost. It's, no, it's I really know. freaky. But um, you do sign I your... any. I do sign what? Oh, some things you do sign and or say McKay Hansen, regardless. Yeah, it's a mood. It's a mood. <laughs> it's a mood. Oh my I, goodness. I don't, I don't know. I'm definitely not going to be one of those Facebookers. Or, <laughs> never mind. It's fine. What the combiners? I don't want to call them out. No, I'm, I'll call them out. My no. old. Uh, a uh, companion, a mission companion, does that. They like have like a combined Facebook account. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'll, I'll never do that. No, no, I would not. I, have we're individual. Combined. We're individuals, and yeah. we, although we agree on a lot, we do have different likes and opinions. Right, right. Well, speaking of, no, that's not gonna segue. But welcome to the ET episode. Woo. We are on chapter E. No. Chapter 12. You just really want to see like E E to 11 or yeah, something? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was trying to do some ET time. Tweet. Tweet. E-tweet us at. Yeah, 12. We're going to find out what the pirate power is, hopefully. Oh, yeah, the pirate power. Because our the chapter is called. Oh, are we getting into it? Yeah. Because we've we've had a lot of talking. Oh, yeah. I Yes. No, you're right. We have had a lot of talking. Do you want to do a recap or? Yeah, I'd appreciate a recap. Um, so, Edel Edel died. He was the cl- the one who could do, or did he die? No, he got hit. Well, he, I guess he did die. He got his arms cut off by Kevin. Kevin was back, 
and they got captured. Our our whole gang got captured and locked up, and they find and who should they find in the jail cell? But Itelio. Right, right. And his absence has been explained because he was being tortured and locked up. So he is unable to help them at those specific times. Convenient, right? They're very, very um, convenient. And then it looks like they're, uh, Kevin has fully transformed into a, his demon Pam form. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready to do the, what was it called? The Triangle of Fate? Yeah, something like that. Ceremony, ritual. Um, Sadie's life is hanging in the balance. And it also appears that Marty has some powers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find those out today. He was able to heal his fingers that got cut off. Not not grow them back, but just he's not bleeding out from them. Right. And he also, at the end, shot a big orange ball of energy at the TV monitor in the jail cell. Right, right. What every good jail cell needs, a TV <laughs> monitor. That's what I picture. <clears throat> so what's today's chapter called? Yeah, it is called Chapter 12, Soul of a Pirate, Dash, Marty's Hidden Power. Let's do it. So let's get into it here. Here we are. Wanting to save face. Kevin shut off the camera, and the images of his full demon form and his trusted accomplice Tink disappeared. Marty, Jason, and Itelio were left to the darkness and uneasy quiet of their damp prison cell. So that felt pretty... (laughs) I'm never prepared enough for Marty's voice. (laughs) I know how to get to it, but when when I hear it in my own ears, it, it freaks me out. Okay. So that felt pretty powerful... And I feel like I look pretty cool. But what the heck was that? Marty exclaimed, his hands shaking with excitement. The cell was quiet for a moment, the three of them taking in what they had just seen. They had all thought escape and success were hopeless, but now they weren't so sure. Jason was grinning like a madman, and Itelio kept shaking his head in in relief and disbelief. Young man, it is not often I am left speechless. But when it comes to you and your friend here, my word. Marty laughed. So you know what this weird orange stuff is? It happened earlier when Eel Eedle was trying to kill me. And also my scar isn't hurting anymore. There's a lot of weirdness. Marty, you have the soul of a pirate, Itelio announced. A smile upon his wounded, bruised face. That explains why he survived the night he tried to kill you. He can't. Not as long as he remains tethered with Pan. But he realized that he no longer needed you dead. Just some bones for the Triangle of Fate ritual. But luckily it is a lot more complicated than that. Because you don't just have special abilities like he suspected. You possess the soul of a pirate. Like, yes, we know that much. That's a lot. (laughs) Please expand. That's a lot of non-explaining explaining. explaining. (laughs) It's not this. You have this. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Wow, this is meta. You keep saying that, Itelio, but what on earth does that mean? Oh, my goodness. Marty asked, feeling exasperated. I'm not a pirate. I'm just a kid. Insert simple plan. (laughs) 
pirate soul is a rare phenomenon that presents itself in those who possess a rebellious and resilient spirit. No. <laughs> what? He's no? somewhat resilient. I'll, I can give them that. Yeah. Rebellious? No. I'm trying to think of any times he's rebelled, like outright. No, you're right. Not really, but if, if I'm going to author explain this, <laughs> author intent explain this, mm-hmm. um, I would say it was meant to be like going against the grain. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Like just being a a, a, a class. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hmm. Okay. I was wrong. I was wrong. Oh, you're good. It is a sort of balance or countermeasure required in exchange for the immense power Demon Peter Pan provides. A failsafe type of ability, if you will. And it resides within you. I still have yet to get an explanation, but, uh, cool. cool. So in exchange for, um, the Demon Peter Pan's power existing... Mm-hmm. There needed to be a countermeasure to to yin the yang. Oh, I get that. That makes sense. I just want to know what what the power is. Oh, it's probably... Yeah, we'll see. Let's see. The scar on your left hand is a visual manifestation of when the pirate soul first came in contact with its nemesis, Demon Pan. Since then, the power has become less and less dormant. Hence the pain when in proximity of Kevin or his minions. A useful, if a bit annoying, warning system. But now that you are able to tap into its potential, the aching should cease. You are ready. And it also must have healed a cut. And then your defingered hand. Jason added excitedly. You're gonna kick his butt, Marty. Please don't say the word defingered ever again. Marty said. That was a really weird word. <laughs> it doesn't come up often in a natural conversation. No, I don't. can't say it has. The only defingering I've done lately is by eating the delicious chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Marty shook his head. That's all great, and yes, I would absolutely love to kick that guy's butt for what he's done. But how do I harness it? I didn't mean to shoot a superhero beam up at the TV. It just sort of happened. How do we know I can make use of this power to help Sadie and all the ETs? Italio spat out some green goo and smiled. Because, Marty. Look at your restraints. Marty brought his arms to view in front of him and realized the chains and shackles had busted away. The remnants of the metal chains glowed a dim orange on the ground. Marty was free. Oh, that's neat, Marty stated. Marty began to harness the pirate energy in his hands, surprised at how easily and efficiently he was able to do so. He used the hot energy to break through the chains of his two friends, freeing them from their restraints. The three of them were now chainless, and still in a locked and most likely heavily guarded cell. Don't worry, young Marty, Italio guided. You were able to make quick work of our chains. 
These heavy metal doors will just require a bit more effort. But you can do it. Yeah, Marty, Jason beamed. After all we've been through, some silly doors should be a cake slide. I believe you mean to say cake walk, young Jason, Italio instructed. Yeah, uh, that, that, Jason blushed. Marty closed his eyes and focused, letting his friends and allies' words of encouragement fuel him. Orange aura began to swirl around him, darkening with strength. Marty thrust his arms forward, and to his surprise, the metal doors blew open, clearing their way to escape. <laughs> Your eyebrow is very furrowed, Jordan. Yes, but I do not wish to... Interrupt? Interrupt nor critique the, the work. The work? Yeah. No, it's, it's still not explaining it, is it? No. Is that what you're upset about, or it's convenient? No, no, no none of that. I, I, I was just... I was thinking about, like, how cool it would be of, like, if this energy does come from, like, this pure rebellion. Like, if it leaned into that a little bit more, like... Uh, like, Marty thought about uh, causing the chaos outside the door and causing this rebellion. Like, trying mm. to, like, channel this energy of rebellion and that's what powers the energy. Instead of just... <gasps> yeah, like- or... Like vague effort. Yeah, channeling the feelings of friendship doesn't feel very rebellious to me. Well, he wasn't. He is. He was using their encouragement. So it was. If I were to defend it, there, it was just encouragement. It was like, okay, you're right. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I see what you mean. That would have been cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's fine. You're right. I'm able to use this a bit more easily now. Marty grinned, enjoying the pleasant tingle on his skin. Well done, Italia remarked. We must hurry to the top of Kevin's fortress. We must stop the completion of the ritual, or else our chances of stopping him will go from 5% to zero. And Sadie will die, Jason added solemnly. Marty gulped, but that grim reminder was helpful. Marty, Jason, and Nitelia exited the cell and walked over the discarded metal doors. Underneath one of the heavy doors, a guardy tee twitched in pain, the weight of the door pinning him to the ground. Itelio knelt beside the wounded E.T., placing his hands over his fallen comrade's large head. After a few moments, the twitching stopped, and Itelio got to his feet. The group continued running. What was that you just did, Itelio? Jason asked, curiously limping slightly as he ran. A mercy, young Jason, Itelio spoke. Using my telepathy, I was able to insert myself into his mind and just turn it off for now so my brother could sleep. Marty's eyebrows went up. You mean you killed him? No, not, not exactly, Italia muttered. I simply offered him unconsciousness, so his last moments on Kaon weren't painful ones. I am against Kevin and his plans, certainly, but I don't wish any harm to befall my brothers and sisters. That guard probably won't make it, but at least he can pass on peacefully. 
That makes sense. <laughs> Jason said. <laughs> Sorry, oh, were you going to comment on any of that? Oh, uh, just that, like, I, uh, I, I thought the reader was smart enough to figure out, like, what he did. Just having him explain it, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. Like, like, it seemed, like, he, they didn't need to know, like, all the intricacies. It seemed like a pretty, like, intimate moment. Oh, really? Yeah, like, <laughs> it seemed like one of those moments where, like, kind of like, like, somebody, like, somebody in war, like, a soldier, like, sees, like, not even his enemy... But, like, just somebody, mm-hmm. like, his brother. And, like, he takes a moment to just, like, be with them in that moment. Mm. And so it seemed like this intimate moment. And they're like, what was that? What, 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 what was that? Oh, Explain okay. right now. And it's like. Oh, okay. Like, well, he was using it. That makes sense. He was. Well, I, I wanted to explain it. In ca- so the, the reader or us n- knew that he used his power to kind of offer an escape from his torture last moments because Italia wasn't sure he was going to make it. So I'm, I'm fine with this. Uh huh. If, if, oh dear, here we go. This comes up later, kind of like a Chekhov's gun. Like, I hope this comes up later that somebody else is suffering and Italia is able to do this or some kind of twist of Mm, this. So it's kind of like this literary, like, kind of poetic type of feel yeah okay so i'm hoping well, something like that comes up i am i am on edge i i feel i hope i did <laughs> that that makes sense jason said yeah marty murmured um what oh oh wait never mind that's not how it works i was gonna say like it would be like interesting like if like jason's about to die mm-hmm and like, you tell it like Kevin or Marty's like, do that thing again, make it so he can't hurt. And he's like, I can't. Like our physiology's too different. <laughs> and like, he, and Marty's like, well, give it to me. And like Marty takes on like the like he can transfer like the feelings of pain oh, or something. Oh wow, jeez, yeah, that'd be cool, right? And so that's sad. Yeah, it'd be so sad. I like them tragic. <laughs> well, I hope I hope I could give you some cool tragic moments in the, okay. these last two chapters. Rip my um, heart out. Stomp on it. Play with it in the mud. <laughs> the sure. heart. Yeah. We're sorry for harming the other ones. They were trying to destroy me or hurt my friends. It's quite all right, young Marty, Italio assured. Unfortunately, a lot of the 13 are too far gone to be convinced of Kevin's evil. Or some just choose not to care. But if we can defeat Kevin and relinquish my species from his and Pan's power, then our species will be free to choose. Ideally, we can return to the lives Spielberg wished for us to live. <laughs> oh, we were gone. I thought we were done with this. No. Oh, you're such a. You're so needy when it comes to. You can't pick and choose what things are revisited and reincorporated <laughs> and consistent. No, you're right. I should be a huge fan of the fact that Steven Spielberg is a part of this creation. <laughs> well, that's funny. They rounded a corner and began to ascend a long flight of stone steps. Torchlight glowed ominously upon their injured faces. Periodically, Italia would cough violently into a fist, 
and though Marty pretended not to see, he noticed green blood on Italio's lips and hands. The sight made his heart hurt. Kevin the polygamist E.T. Lord had not reacted kindly to news of Italio's betrayal. What? <laughs> it, it's not very often we get his full title read aloud. But when we do... Oh, it tickles me. It's a treat. Oh, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> so, he had not reacted kindly to news of Italio's betrayal. Marty could tell that Italia was putting on a brave face, but the E.T.'s injuries seemed quite severe. Marty silently hoped he could make it up to Italia somehow. The courageous E.T. had helped Marty a lot. Same went for Jason. To Marty's surprise, Jason had been a great help to him on his mission to save Sadie. Not only that, but he had turned out to be a dependable friend. Jason had just needed a wake-up call to get his act together and stop being such a bully. Oh no, you're frowning. That's so sad. <laughs> what? That's so Because when you play it to your life, like your childhood. Oh, yeah, what? Oh, wait, this part was written with... No, I wrote it afterwards. Oh, okay. Why? Well, what? I thought that was... I keep forgetting he wrote parts afterwards, and so I was like, did he write that when he was a kid? Like, was this his hope? Like... That some of the, his bullies like just needed a wake-up call and then they could still be good friends. I mean, I think that's definitely still the case, right? Like, yeah. Like, you still have hope that, like, some of the, the meaner ones, like, if they did get a wake-up call and, like, like, texted you, like, hey, I'm really sorry about everything, let's still be friends. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would accept the, the olive branch become friends again but i would definitely uh enjoy the the you know the bow or like you know a closed like closure closure. yeah that's the word i'm looking for geez okay i definitely appreciate the closure and not having to harbor as much ill will that makes sense um and it's also inspired like by you know things in one piece where the villains often come back and lend aid or do something heroic or noble for the main characters i i really like mm. that yeah um, because you were telling me recently you liked mr two yeah yeah he does that yeah it's it's really it's cool to have characters uh change improve um or not even they don't always even need to change they just need to have a moment where their humanity is shown somewhat we love a, a foes to friends. Mm-hmm. Or an unsteady ally trope. Love it. Finally, they reached the top of the staircase and were met with a long, arched hallway with a shimmering tile floor. A large black door with dark wood waited at the end of the hall. In the corner, shrouded in darkness, was a tall, slim figure with glowing eyes. The eyes glared menacingly. Italio outstretched an arm, stopping Marty and Jason from continuing. Young ones, you'll need to go on ahead without me. I will stay in this hallway and take care of him. Italio pointed a long finger at the mysterious figure. The figure cackled like a witch, the torchlight within the room seeming to get dimmer and dimmer by the second. Marty blinked his eyes rapidly, wondering if there was something wrong with his vision. There wasn't. 
Whatever was happening, the looming E.T. at the end of the hall near the door was undoubtedly the cause. Marty and Jason shivered, but obediently walked beside Itelio as he escorted them to the door. He stood between them and the E.T. hidden in the darkness. They were now at the door they needed to pass through, but Marty hesitated at the handle. He didn't want to leave Itelio alone with this bloodthirsty creature. In the state Itelio was in, surely he'd die. Go, young Marty! Go, young Jason! Just ahead is the staircase to Tinkerbell Tower. That is where Kevin will perform the Triangle of Fate ritual. I will hold off Eterio. There's still time to, there's still time to stop him. Ooh, name draw. Eterio. Is it spelled like T-E-A-R or T-I-E-R? Neither, actually. It's uh, T-E-E-R? Double E. Oh, so the e- double E. E-T-double-E-R-I-O. Dang, so like, like a Cheerio. <laughs> yeah, like a Cheerio. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was going for eerie. Like, oh. sound of eerie. Oh, because he's making the, like, hallway eerie. Um, oh. And we love, like, a little, like, I don't know what you'd call that trope. Happens a lot in anime of oh, like. Oh, yeah, we love that. Like pairing off. Like yeah. going ahead, I'll stay here. And I'll, the pairings, yeah, the pairings yeah. of battles. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I wonder if Jason's going to get a pairing. I don't, <laughs> and I don't exactly know how Atelia's going to fight. Maybe he has more like <clears throat> mind powers than he's letting on to. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he can do like illusions or mm-hmm. I don't know, convince them or something. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he just, he doesn't want, he wants to give them a chance. So if he can hold, you know, he can be fodder long enough. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Jason pulled at Marty's sleeve. Come on, Marty, let's go. Marty bit his lip, wondering if he should ignore the order and try to use his pirate soul power to help defeat Eterio. But before he could consider this choice further, Italia's voice pleaded in his mind. Please, Marty, have faith in me. I will see if I can reason with Eterio. If not, I can at least buy you two enough time to stop Kevin for good. Now please, go forth. Without further hesitation, Marty opened the door, and he and Jason hurried up the spiral staircase. Good luck, Italio. Thank you for everything you've done for us. We'll stop, Kevin. No doubt about it. Marty thought. So even Atelier's not even, uh... He's not, like, faking that he has any fighting skills either. He's literally going to try diplomacy. Yeah, which he's makes gonna sense try. For, he does, huh? Oh, that makes just... make It makes sense for his power set. And for his character. He doesn't want to kill any. Right. Like, this is a brother of the 13, you know? Right. Or maybe... Who knows? He could just be a random one. Hmm. <coughs> no, all, all, named ones are one of the thirteen. I don't think I don't think we got names for the numbered ones. No, well, we did. Oh, we did. Yeah, but <coughs> they all have names. I mean, you're right. Not all get named like the ones playing uh, ping pong and the uh, ones or th- doing yoga. <laughs> yeah, the the yoga ETs in the in the hallway <laughs> or in the rec room. Right, right. Namaste, T. Namaste, T. No. Yeah. See, it's hard. I had yeah. to really. 
you have e- such E-toga? a Itoga. Itoga. No, because that just makes me think of a, a toga. Yeah. Marty and Jason were exhausted and stressed, but still they pressed on. They were nearing the top of Tinkerbell Tower, and the threat of running out of time hung over their heads like a dark cloud. Marty was surprised he still had the stamina left to run, let alone up a flight of stone spiral stairs. That's when his friend beside him gasped. Marty turned to Jason. What? What's wrong? Dude, you're you're floating. Jason stammered. Marty looked down and saw that his friend was right. A strong orange aura, or aura, however you pronounce it, geez, outlined itself around Marty's body, and his feet were no longer touching the floor or stepping upon the stone stairs. His body was floating up the staircase, as if the act of walking was an inconvenience it had forgotten long ago. With incredible powers like this, victory was seeming more likely. Marty grinned at this surprising ability and continued to float alongside his friend until they reached the final set of doors. They had arrived. Beyond the heavy locked door, a cocky and effeminate voice boomed. <laughs> well, this has been effeminate. Remember, because Kevin's voice has been very... Like, I don't know, sassy and... <laughs> Wait, is he queer-coded? Yes, we've talked about this. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I forgot that we talked about it. No, it's okay. It was... Because we, we haven't really been with Kevin since chapter three. Right. No, chapter two at the latest. <laughs> so, we've, yeah. we've had a long time of not, not hearing his voice. Mm. So they heard his voice and it said, uh... Second, the bones of the enemy... An eruption of cheers sounded through the tower, followed by a mystical poof. Kevin was about to complete the forbidden ritual. He was only one step away from completion, the step where he sacrificed Sadie. But the massive steel door was sealed shut. Time was running out. Jason, I'm going to need you to... So he's he's offered his blood. No, no, no. There's, um, they hear him, but there's like a massive steel door between them? Yeah, but it's echoing through the tower. Like, Kevin's, like, announcing it. He's making a show of it. Oh, okay. And his voice is echoing through the tower. But yeah, it's a steel door, so... Okay. Maybe it could cancel it out. No, I just... I I was trying to... Whenever I'm, like, like... So, you... The listeners don't know this, but whenever McKay is reading, I put my head down, and I try to, like, imagine the scenario so I can kind of, like, picture what's going on. Oh, that makes me really happy oh thank you uh and so that part was hard for me to try to imagine where mm, i was trying yeah. to picture the voice in the door and i couldn't correlate the two but okay that makes <clears> sense <throat> it's like echoey yeah i imagine he's he's making he's making a spectacle of it he wants to glow in this this moment he's waited for right right jason i'm going to need you to take a step back marty warned charging up his pirate soul power And when we enter this room, I am trusting you with the most important task of all. Jason took a step back, but nodded. What's the task? Protect Sadie at all costs, Marty ordered, teeth clenched. You got it, Jason vowed. And now... Kevin's voice echoed ominously. There you go, echoed. (laughs) There we go. 
the blood of... Boom. The steel door was thrust violently off its hinges with a powerful blast of orange energy. Tang? <laughs> just, just kidding. Sorry. It's a kick in the glass. Uh, the metal soared across the room and clanged to the ground. Sparks sprang like the 4th of July. A myriad of gasps sounded in the air as the spectating E.T. henchman turned to look at the entrance to the room. Kevin held a sharp knife high in the air. The tip gleamed in the torchlight. Laying below him on a panel of intricate symbols was a dazed and terrified Sadie Brown. Beside Kevin were several of the thirteen disciples. Those that had survived thus far, anyways. Ooh, narrator's getting a little sassy. <laughs> Though, uh, Kevin sneered, watching the dust from the broken entryway clear up. But Kevin knew who he'd see standing there. Kevin! <laughs> Marty bellowed. Kevin hissed and transformed once more into his hideous demon pan form. Oh, okay, so in that moment he was, he had returned to human form. I guess, you know, save, the, same, save some room space. Right. And now he's like, oh, I gotta look intimidating. So he, he changed back. Marty Miller, the lives of you and your pathetic friends end now. Prepare to die. End of chapter. Woo! <clears throat> so there we have it there. That was a great chapter. It almost looked like Chester was going to clap too. I know, like, oh, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is the penultimate chapter. Next week we will have chapter 13. I'm not ending the episode right here. I'm just saying these things what did you think yeah i liked it um i mean we're still being pretty vague about what the pirate power is <laughs> it's orange energy manipulation <laughs> i mean I'm being, I'm being tongue in cheek but i'm also being completely like serious <laughs> I like the color i mean because there's color based stuff like uh in adventure time the vampire doesn't suck blood they suck the color red and so they can just like feed off of red things and they just like suck the pigment out of it oh okay so like maybe this is similar in that he's like can can produce orange color yeah maybe uh it seems to be i mean this is again me author intent explaining or just like Cause I don't know. I'll be honest. There's one chapter left. I don't know if we're gonna get an explanation. Mm-hmm. Cause it's it's in ways. I mean, it's been hinted at throughout the series a bit. Excuse me. <laughs> well, how he survived? Like, there's always like when Harry survived Voldemort, there's like something special. But what was special about Harry? I don't even know. Well, wasn't it just his mom's love or something? Oh shoot! You're right. 
It's just that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't actually know. I don't remember. Is Harry special in some well, he way? He must have been because he touched uh, Quirrell's... Fr- oh my gosh, is this the second Quirrell conversation we're having on this podcast? I mean, I just it comes from me just not really knowing a lot about Harry Potter. I mean, I should have paid attention more. But uh, I didn't well, know if he I, was like actually spell- special or if it was just like a fluke accident. No, it's supposed to be like the magic of love protecting him, right? Mm-hmm. But also, there had to be something about Harry. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, um, Marty's power—it's <clears throat> orange. It's it's the visual of it is represented by orange energy. It's like you're like, what <clears throat> things do we know for sure? One, it's orange. <laughs> Two, it's energy. And that's—is that not satisfying? <laughs> I mean, do you need like? Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure you're happy. No, I'm happy. If as long as that's if, like, I guess, I guess. Well, yeah. Why, why even call it the soul of a pirate if it has nothing to do with piracy or anything like that? Like that's that's a that's a good point. Because it'd be one thing if he just like. But does he need to get an eye patch? <laughs> no, it just needed just like I don't know what you'd call it. like oh you're you must have gotten some powers when he touched you or something mm. instead of like you're this chosen pirate soul one where it's like it doesn't have anything to do with that. Okay, so if we're gonna <clears throat> let me explain it a bit better than the book did. <laughs> so so there's the demon Peter Pan, right? That exists outside of Kevin. Mm-hmm. In the story. Uh, assumably there have been past hosts or uh, there, you know, there have been past hosts or owners of this demon spirit. And what has been said is to make sure to counter it, like a, a fail safe ability, like a yin to the yang is this pirate soul ability. That's also granted to someone. Yeah. And it looks like it was given to Marty because they're nemeses or they're they're rivals. So what's Lo- the deep what's rival the, lovers? What's the pan ability? He could turn into that weird ET. <laughs> what's his power? Oh my gosh! What do you mean? He doesn't have what like the ability to turn screws into grapes? What do you <laughs> something specific like that? I don't know. Everyone else has like a specific power. Okay, but those are independent of E.T. disciples. These are these are separate, you know? Yeah. I'm just confused why you're being so pushy on this. No, it's like just a, one <laughs> of... The- Midoriya from My Hero Academia's power is... I don't even know. It's basically this. He can have, like, energy that powers him up. Yeah, that's fine. I, it, he can float <laughs> okay, that's and a, be orange. That's a whole other point. I don't know why he's floating. Uh, God, what, what? I just I don't get what the explanation. Do you need no one minute? One minute you're saying, "Oh my gosh, Italia, shut up with the explanation. We didn't need to know what you're doing to your comrade." And now it's like, "Geez, are they not going to tell us why he floats? <laughs> he floats because he floats. It's an omnipotent power." To rival the ma- the might of Kevin's. Does it make sense? No. Is it lazy? Sure. It's orange. Might I state once more. 
Because orange isn't really used a lot. <laughs> There's red. You have red, which is evil, right? And then blue, which is usually the good. I mean, look at Star Wars and the lightsabers. Blue sometimes being green. I was like, you know what? Freak it. Let's have it be orange. And it's not even necessarily good. It's just the the combatant to this other power. Okay. The lock to the key. Oh, you lost me again. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to see more Eterio. Mm-hmm. I hope we get to see him and the rest of the ones that are in this this room. Oh yeah, the other ones that we uh, mentioned. Because there's that Etomechalon, the robot one. There's the one that had. Let's see. What did it growl? It was sitting. It was sitting at the dinner table with Etomechalon. I don't think it. I, I don't think that ET talked, but it's named Etinoxidon. There's a lot. I feel like I need to write write them down. Yeah. So there's. No, 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 no. Okay. This could be a bonus episode. Okay. Where we go over review all of the ETs we've met so far. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Okay. Because I have a I have the sheet that I've had since sixth grade. Yeah, maybe we'll do like an ET Dex episode yeah. or something. Or just like dive into all of Kaon, because I also have the uh, creature decks. No, oh, that'll be fun. Some other various notes I took. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the chapter. That was pretty cool. Um, it all it all comes to a close next chapter, and boy, I'll tell you, that's a long, long, long chapter. Whew. So I'm strap in. Maybe I'll sit on the couch for this this next one. <laughs> you'll sit on the couch, yeah. and your audio will just be. Like, distant. <laughs> no, I'll move the mic over there. You're going to be in, like, your chair. But the table's going to be, like, there. I'm giving you a pitch. <laughs> yeah, and then I can, like, lay like down. Like an audition. Well, it'll be honestly, like, more like therapy where I'm, like, laying down, like, vertical in a chat, like, chance, like, listening to you talk. Can't confirm therapy. You can lay down. I feel like that'd be my preferred position. I'm more comfy in that position. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like sit my... on my legs. Very gay. I, I can't. Yeah, I'm very gay as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I cannot. As we speak, I'm sitting on one foot right now. Really? I always have to be crisscross applesauce, or sitting on a foot, or like kneeling, or have one foot like up, one foot down. Right. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't explain it. Uh, it was a pain in uh, elementary school where they had like those weird seats that had like the kind of curvy square hole in the back yeah but actually back then i was probably small enough to fit a leg through there and have it rest (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know but yeah it'll be another it'll be a huge conclusion chapter um to the series that we've worked on for so long my goodness we it'll be exciting we should calculate when the first episode of et yeah when when and then like how many minutes oh my god how many minutes of et content have been on et part one went up in april 14th wow (laughs) well for for a long time well let's save we can kind of do like a a retrospect kind of reflect et colon a retrospective yeah let's let's save that for the side episodes too okay um we'll just close it out um the socials 
Yeah. Uh, ReadWritePod is on Twitter. Reading my writings on Facebook and Instagram. We're also at ReadWritePod.com if you'd like to see the full archive. And you can send us a mail, an email, uh, to be precise, at ReadWritePod at gmail.com. No stamps required with that. No, it's totally free. Um, yeah, so guys, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Please stay tuned for the final chapter. Who knows what lies for Marty and Jason and Sadie. Or for this podcast. Yeah, well, I don't We're even know dire what's... Straits. I don't even know what happens after it. Like, what's a what's a post-Kevin world look like? Yeah, we've we've been in the world of polygamy ET, shit, ET lordship for so long. My goodness. All right, well, I'm McKay Nielsen. And I'm Jordan Hansen. Be happy and stay creative. Bye. Bye. Bye.